Good evening and welcome to Cannabis Network Radio. Today is Tuesday, July 16th, 2013. I hope everyone is well this evening. I am your host, David Kowalski, and I am joined here in the studio uh, with my audio supervisor, Mr. Justin. Audio supervisor? Audio supervisor. Sounds good. Audio supervisor? Uh, audio guru? Uh, supervisor sounds pretty supervisor, good. Supervisor, gives me yes. like a gives me like a big head. I feel like it really important. And then back from life crises, and congratulations to a new papa, uh, our show producer Ed. Hey, welcome. Good to back, be back. Man. It's good to be good to be here with you. Good to see you, man. Yeah, man, definitely. Good to see you. You know, life's got some crazy shit happening. Oh, sorry, I'm not supposed to curse anymore because okay. you know, we're gonna be like syndicated and whatnot on am radio so <laughs> you know i gotta gotta keep myself in check here so. am radio am radio no one listens to am radio but you know what hey it's a start right if three a, right. if three am stations are broadcasting you know the show that's that's cool you know i'm all about it you get know. your numbers out there somehow yeah yeah absolutely so <clears throat> i was in denver this past weekend for a quickie in and out quickie huh a quickie yeah went there uh thursday morning and departed late sunday evening and uh now i'm back yeah well you know back to the grind back to the grind back to the world of of non-cannabis reform and uh the evils of the state of florida and the 112 percent humidity and all that other fun stuff so um the 710 cup like I'm kind of torn about talking about the cup in general um and I'm kind of torn talking about the whole 710 oil dabbers society community because <clears throat> um I like being positive and pro so many things um in a world of cannabis now before I get into the 710 Cup and everything that, that went down there and what transpired, um, I have a lot of people asking me um, what the whole 710 thing is, is, if it's a police code, if it's a whatever. Um, by the way, 420 is not a police code. Um, never has been, never will be. If you want to know what the word 420 came from for pot smoking, I say Google it. Um, but um, the long and the short of it is there's a professor that got together with a bunch of students and so on and so forth in the quad of, uh, I do believe it's University of Berkeley back in the 70s at 420, and that's kind of where the 420 came from. Now, back to the whole 710 thing. To answer your question, all right, I need everyone take out a piece of paper. I need you to write 710 down on the piece of paper. All right, now turn the paper upside down and read what it says. It says oil, Dave. Oh, my goodness. Wow, there you go. So that is where 710 originated from because basically it's cannabis oil uh, extract, uh, bee wax, uh, ear wax, um, honeycomb wax, shatter, um, you know, uh, all kinds of, of good and great things. Now, one thing to keep in mind about oil and extracts is they are very, 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 very potent Um especially in a medical state like Colorado, um, and now legal state, you're looking at strains um, and, and dabs, as they call them, that can push 80% THC content um, in them. 
Very, very potent. I mean, me, I, I can definitely say that I am a cannabis aficionado. I have been smoking for a long time. Dude, I do like two, three dabs and I'm gone. Like I'm I'm out there. I'm in like off in like stoned land. Um it's a definitely a different culture. Um, the dab community, the seven ten community, whatever uh, label you want to give it. Um, because as much as I hate to say this, they perpetuate the stoner stereotype in every facet, shape, and form, which is not a positive thing to the cannabis cause. And I'm not dogging a certain lifestyle. However, and I understand that, that dabbing and the whole 710 culture is primarily in Colorado and hasn't really seeped out much from there. But for the Colorado folks that are listening, I need to tell you this. The world is watching you all, and especially here in the States, there's a lot of places that are watching your state. And I know that in your realm of people and in your comfort zone, you feel like you can do whatever you want. Um, but please keep in mind is that Colorado is more or less setting the precedents for legalization movement within the United States. And I have to say, guys, I'm kind of disappointed in the way that y'all act um, when you're doing this dab and lifestyle. Um, it, it is it is. Um, it's not ideal. And realistically, if somebody were to from the outside come and want to go ahead and like write a story on, on how you know, it's detrimental. Um, they can come and look at at a community of, of dabbers. You know, everyone just gets ripped out of their minds. Um, I understand there's a time and place for everything, um, but I need people, I need y'all to keep in mind, again, that you're setting a precedent. You're setting a precedent of legalization here in America. And I know that it's a new thing. I know it's great. I know it gets you tore up. Um, I know there's a good business uh, model behind it. I know that a lot of kids out there are getting rich quick and, you know, whatever. But now's an opportunity to shine as well to show responsible use of oils and extracts, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and just have that in mind. I mean, I'm not – I really don't want to knock anybody or anything because I understand there's there's a time and a place for everything. And – that you know it's a party um but yet again you know coming from someone that fights for legalization on the outside i have to say it's disappointing in in the demeanor um that was there um <clears throat> nonetheless i did have a good time um i did enjoy myself uh you always learn something new you always see something new um you know, so many things are, are evolving within the laws and the reform of legalization in Colorado and other states. Um, and it, it, it's really beneficial to, you know, immerse yourself in uh, the community, the cannabis community. And it's such a rich cannabis community um, in Colorado. And it's very diverse, too. Um, very wide gamut of super er, uber professionals down to, you know, the, um, you know, dabbed out backwards hat pants fallen down wearing stereotype stoner um and and the education i guess i should say or information education information that that is obtained from speaking with this dynamic range of individuals um definitely helps understand um the different aspects of um different opinions of of 
of people. Um, I did get some audio clips. I did interviews and whatnot uh, in Denver. Um, I have to upload them. Um, maybe we can uh, play them on a future show. However, um, I spent the day Friday um, going around to a lot of the uh, medical marijuana centers in Denver, and I was asking them, do they feel that since, uh, you know, Memo 64 came about, do they feel there's going to be a difference in the quality of product? Um, do they feel that when it becomes legal, is the quality going to decline because of the high demand for it and the production needed? And I really got a, a mixed bunch of reviews and from people. Um, I, you know, from different dispensary owners, I've gotten answers as, you know, they're going to stay medical only. They're not going to go legal. Um, and their quality is going to stay the same. Um, one thing which I also found out is that flower actual bud, um, is going to make a resurgence. Um, cause right now predominantly in Colorado, uh, extracts and oils, uh, really take the predominant scene of the cannabis culture there. Um, and the good part about oils or extracts is that less is definitely more. You know, you can take, especially for, for unexperienced people with, with dabbing or oils, you can take one or two hits and then you'll be good to go. Um, you know, me, I take two hits and I'm set. I'm, I'm, I'm good. You know, as where, you know, if I'm smoking flour or bud, um, I can smoke all day long and still be f functional and not really have an issue. Um, but, uh, you know, a couple dabs and that's it. I'm, I'm done. You know, there's no coherent thinking. Um, I shouldn't say that there's coherent thinking. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm definitely not on my a game. I'm definitely in, in chillaxing mode for sure. Um, after doing those dabs. Um, and it's interesting to see how business models are unfolding in Colorado because you have such a, a wide dynamic too of different business models of whether you know current uh, red card MMJ medical marijuana dispensaries are going to stay that way if they're going to open up a second location that's going to cater to uh, you know legal uh, legal full legalization to you know John Q public um, and you know but with talking with different shop owners you know, it's kind of a toss up really. It's 50 50 because they really do have to start a total separate uh, business uh, for public consumption um, or standard legal consumption and non medical consumption. Um, and that's uh, one of those things that, you know, needs to take into effect because you can be in the same building, but it has to be partitioned. It has to be, um, you know, a separate business entity. It's taxed, can be taxed differently. Um, and the laws are going to be a little bit different under, you know, quote unquote legal pot as opposed to medical pot. And, uh, and, you know, I think it's kind of, I'm, I'm going to say it's somewhat of a gamble and it's somewhat of a sure thing. Um, the matter is to get, um, is not to get oversaturated, you get oversaturated. You're going to run into the same problem that happened in California where like every two blocks you have, you know, a dispensary, you have this, you have that. And if it gets oversaturated, it become the quality becomes reduced, and um, short prices go down. But then again, when you're in an area that's known for the quality product, it's not ideal for that cannabis community uh, for the quality that they're known for to decline. Um, so these are very different and real things that that have to be taken into consideration when you know you go from being an MMJ state and MMJ, I mean medical marijuana. Um, to a fully legal state because you're going to have that surge of cannabis tourism, which is, I believe, very good for the economy in a whole. I mean, cannabis has pulled Colorado and Denver 
out of of deficit um, and has made a real estate boom, commercial real estate boom, housing boom. Um, you know, people are moving there right and left, not only just get into the cannabis business, but also to be able to consume cannabis without worrying about being arrested or, or, you know, their, you know, house stormed or whatever the case is, which I can understand is a very comforting feeling. You know, as I always say, I have no problem going to jail for a cause I believe in. Not that I would enjoy it and I think it would be a good time or whatnot. However, um, like many advocates and advocates before me, um, I have no problem standing up for what I believe in and making my voice known and heard. Um, hence, that's why I do what I do, I guess, with Cannabis Information Network and Cannabis Network Radio. Um, and, uh, you know, people have told me, you know, my passions, you know, potentially lie elsewhere. And, you know, my life has given me the blessing and the curse of being exposed and, and you know to so many different ups and downs um, and so many different opportunities and, and so many different businesses and etc cetera, etc cetera. and I don't per se know if this really is an area that I shine in or not um, but I will say this I do love what I do um, I do not do what I do to make millions of dollars. Um, I do what I do because I believe in the plant. I do what I do because I believe in helping people. I do what I do because I believe that we have a right to go ahead and, and you know, utilize a plant that makes people feel better. And as I've said numerous times before in numerous other shows, if there's something that improves the quality of your life, go ahead and use it. And cannabis does happen to be one of those things. And I'm passionate about it. And, you know, I'm not going to go ahead and give up on what I'm doing because things don't go my way. And sure, you know, things are challenging as anything in life, you know. And, you know, here in the state of Florida, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm standing up against a brick wall and banging my head against it and running around in a circle chasing my tail you know, because one day it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to Tallahassee and we're going to do this rah, 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 rah. And then, you know, we get a bill in, and then I never even look at it. And then they go ahead and pass this whole, you know, SB 49, HB 49, sorry. And, you know, the bong ban and it's affected some counties and hasn't affected other counties. And, you know, it's kind of one of these big whole hooplas. And no one knows what the hell they're doing. Um, and it's uh, it's challenging for sure. But like with any challenge, um you know, it needs to be faced head on. And I believe that, you know, Cannabis Information Network, Cannabis Network Radio tackles that not only here in the state of Florida, but all over the United States. Um, you know, I thank our listeners that we have. We have, you know, a very strong subscription. I mean, I, the latest uh, iTunes uh, stats I looked at, um, you know, even though we haven't had a live show in a couple of weeks just because of circumstances and happenstances um you know we're still up there at you know pushing close to 2000 uh downloads again our subscription level um is climbing too but you know ratings and reviews we need ratings and reviews on itunes and i have to thank everyone out there um who is downloading and listening to our uh podcast um it does help us out tremendously um and as i said um we are being syndicated on three a.m. radio stations. Granted, it's like a middle of the night or whatever the case is, and you know whatever. But you know, 
as I say, that's a start, you know, for for a little for a little engine that could, a little cannabis network radio that started, you know, in the back room of somebody's house, um, to being on the top ten list for iTunes, and I think actually uh, my podcast. Um, I'm actually opening iTunes now. My podcast on um, the edibles that I did was in the top ten of subscribe podcasts, like in the top ten list. Um, of actual listen to podcasts. Um, and, uh, uh, that wouldn't have been possible without everyone out there listening and sharing and whatever. So thank you everybody out there in digital radio, computer radio, audio land, um, that is supporting cannabis network radio. Um, thank you to all of our sponsors. Thank you to, um, you know, everyone that, that, that has supported me and has been behind me and has believed in me and encouraged me to go ahead and start Cannabis Network Radio. Ed, I'm talking about you. Thank you for uh, giving me a kick in the ass um, to uh, get this radio network started. And I never thought it would be where it was uh, today um, from when I started it. Um, you know, when we started it, I should say, Justin, you too. You're here all the time. Thank you very much, too. Um, both you guys, thank you very much. Um, you know, you have made some, a little engine that could turn into a locomotive and, uh, you know, we're, uh, are you trying to get us to uh, tear up over here, Dave? No, not at all, man. <laughs> you know, whatever. I'm kind of just sharing, you know, I'm kind of relaxed and I'm kind of, you know, just trying to, you know, roll with the punches. You know, I think we all have certain times and, and whatnot, you know, in our life where we have to, uh, you know, take a step back and reflect on everything that's going on. And, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately too many times, you know, I, I entwine my personal life into my professional life. And, uh, you know, I sometimes, you know, take a step back and think I don't thank the right people or do the right thing. And I want to let you guys know that you are appreciated and thank you. And none of this would be possible without you guys. So, uh, whatever. Thank you very much. Um, you know, we grew from literally just no one listening and, you know, thrown together to, you know, being in the top 10 and, and iTunes and, you know, having one of the best cannabis, uh, podcasts out there. Um, you know, celebrity guests growing, we're going to be broadcasting live from Hempfest in Seattle. Um, you know, I just got another invite to the high times cannabis cup in Washington in September. Um, today, um, thank you very much, High Times Magazine, for that, by the way. Um, I'm going to see if I can try to make it. No promises, but I will be in touch with you all this week because I know that you all are listening to this because I got you beat on iTunes and you want to see what I'm doing. So, <laughs> all right, cheap shot. I take it back. But nonetheless, it's all in good fun. Um, so back to Colorado. Um, you know, the oil and dabs uh, thing, again, I have to reiterate, um, I'm not knocking you guys. You guys are doing a great thing. You've come up with a great, uh, you know, extraction process. I, I tasted some wonderful oil and extracts um, this past weekend. Um, but in regard to, you know, everything that's out there, guys, just please, please, please keep in mind that you really are in the spotlight right now for legalization. And that's something to keep in mind, um, you know, with events, with behaviors, with activities, et cetera, et cetera, because we really don't want to go ahead and, and, and give the anti, you know, cannabis folks the chance to be like, Oh, look at that. You know, whatever he's falling over, that girl's taking away an ambulance and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, uh, you know, <clears throat> everything in moderation and do everything, you know, smart 
and um, properly, and uh, you know I think everything will be good. Um, the seven ten cup in general really was not what I was expecting. Um, they changed venues last minute for whatever reason. Um, I mean, it was a good time to be had. However, the demographic that was there, I really wasn't expecting. Um, getting the whole media thing worked out for Cannabis Network Radio was a bit of a pain. You know, like the right hand didn't know what the left hand was doing. Um, and it was uh, challenging. But nonetheless, um, we went ahead and uh, got everything worked out. Uh, we did get our VIP passes, um, which I must say really didn't do squat, you know whatever except for get us in um for those of you that pay 225 dollars a pop i'm sorry um nonetheless um what can i say <laughs> i don't know i'm just speaking the truth it's my job right you know to kind of say it how it is um you know when i go to a, a can a, you know can like can fest or high times cannabis cup or something like that you know, there's a very warm reception and there's, you know, literally people that are distinguished uh, within the industry that, that know each other. Um, and there wasn't that kind of feel here. It was kind of just like, hey, come in, party, dab out, you know, um, tons of merch. Um, the cup was all right. I mean, the judging was all right. Um, you know, I don't know. It just didn't just didn't really the the event in whole didn't really do it for me however being in denver and being you know in colorado and you know being in the city that I, um, that i'm growing to love very much um is always wonderful um you know i can talk about freedoms um i can talk about you know the ease i guess that you have I, you know it's hard to describe you know, to people that live in a state where cannabis is legal for medical purposes or legal in general, because um, there's a certain weight or a certain um, uneasiness that kind of follows you around all the time when you're in a state that's not legal. Because, you know, for for example, like like me, I need to use cannabis because it's medicine for me. You know, it helps me work, it helps me function, it takes away. You know, the pain I have from a herniated disc, it helps the pain from my arthritis. Um, it helps my attention deficit disorder tremendously. Um, it keeps me on an even keel. Um, and uh, it lets me be functional, um, which is a wonderful thing in my world. Um, but it, has, it does have a risk, you know, involved with it. Um, you know, granted, um, it is medicine. And in Florida... Um, there is a medical necessity law. Um, no, I'm not dying and no whatever. However, my life would be miserable if I did not have access to an ability to use um, cannabis um, to help myself function in regard to manage the arthritis pain I have, the back pain I have, and, you know, all that. Um, I do not take pills. I don't take... Um, I shouldn't say that. I take antacid every now, <laughs> every now and again, because that's one thing cannabis has not yet found a way to uh, get rid of, at least in my world. And you know, as of late, I think I have a hole in my stomach again. Um, you know, with uh, the amount of uh, stress I've been under. But <laughs> nonetheless, um, 
moving right along, um, that's another thing that cannabis does help with is managing my stress and helps other people with, with that as well. Um, you know, there's so much that I really want to share. Um, but in retrospect now, when I'm thinking about all the things that, that I kind of was going to talk about the 710 cup, um, I'm kind of not gonna, um, just because I don't think it's the, uh, I don't think it's the right thing to do at the time. Um, I guess everyone has their opinions. Um, and I kind of said a little bit about it. Um, so I'm just going to leave that be. And, uh, we're going to take a short break and I'm going to go ahead and, uh, pull a second half of the show out of my, uh, hiney here. And, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, some different kind of strains. We're going to talk a little bit more about the transition from, uh, MMJ to legal state, uh, in Colorado. Um, I'm going to talk about, uh, the upcoming Seattle Hemp Fest I got, um, that we're going to be going to. And, uh, we're going to go ahead and, uh, just talk about a whole bunch of other, uh, cannabis, cannabis related stuff that's in the news. So, uh, stay by and stand by and we'll be back in just a few minutes, uh, here on Cannabis Network Radio. <laughs> Welcome back to Cannabis Network Radio. We were just listening to tunes from Danka and Biebs and her moneymakers. You can go check out Biebs and moneymakers on the Vans Warped Tour where she is headlining. And uh, go Biebs. Go Biebs. So, um, you know, uh, I have to say one thing as I'm starting the second half of the show is that there's something called a trickle effect. Um, and what I mean by that is you know, you go out, you have a good time, you know, you, you smoke, you this, you that, um, you know, you dab out and then you get on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever the case is. And you post all these things like, oh, I dad, my brain out and like, you know, making all these, you know, references. Now keep in mind that all your family and friends and people on your social media connections, I'm sure not all of them are advocates for cannabis use. Now, one thing I need everyone to take a moment to think about is before they post, you know, some sort of um, stonerisms on their, uh, you know, Facebook page or Twitter it or so on and so forth. Just think about the trickle effect it has and if the messaging is right uh, to that outreach of people and all your friends um, on that. Again, um, we're at a transition phase here in the United States, a very big pivotal point. And as much as I like, now don't get me wrong, as much as I like to chill and, you know, get stoned and enjoy, you know, in, enjoy cannabis in a social way, I feel it's very, very important that everyone stays the course of keeping this appropriate and being responsible um, because we are trying to set a precedent, you know, of proper use and, you know, to try to get over that stereotype that is being perpetuated. Um, so I just had to put that out there. So, well, 
where to go from here? Seattle Hempfest. That is coming up in Seattle. I am very excited about uh, going there. Um, I do have to say one thing, though, um, ahead of time, just so everyone knows. Um, I have to get the dates out. August. August. Yes. Wow. August already. Monday. Uh, sorry. Tuesday, the 6th. And Thursday, the 8th. Um, I will not be around doing a show. Um, so there will not be any shows um, that those evenings. Um, you always can tune in uh, to our previous episodes on cannetradio.com. Um, you also can check out our news page, and we have a chat feature on there as well um, for when we do live shows if you want to chat. Um, we are currently working on our phone situation. Hopefully we'll have all that resolved within the next uh, couple weeks or so. And... Um, Hopefully we'll be able to have a, an easy-to-follow call-in process and call screening and be able to not take calls where people have their radios or their computers or laptops or iPads or iPhones or PDAs or whatever rolling because, you know, one thing which is kind of irritating is when someone calls into the show and I really want to talk to them, but all I hear is the uh, feed or whatever it's called, the delay that we have, um, you know, coming through the phone. Um so hopefully we'll find a way to uh, remedy that so we can uh, have some live call-ins. So I hope everyone is having a wonderful evening this evening. I think now is a great time to smoke them if you got them. Um, I think that uh, there's so many wonderful things happening in the world of, of cannabis right now. Um, and again, coming from a state like Colorado that's in a huge transition... Um, you get to see uh, the magic of the ambiance, the atmosphere, the the excitement, um, the ups and the downs, and, and you really kind of can take in the entire counterculture in a whole um, in Colorado. And, you know, from going around on, on Friday talking with different uh, dispensary owners and managers, um, I have to, you know, I have to say that this transition is going to be... Um, difficult for some it's going to be great for others um and it 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 is it's different it's going to be a difference um it's going to change i think the face of colorado in general especially the cities um that are going to be open to having um legal dispensaries or, or like just general dispensaries um there and uh it's going to be um as i said earlier a great i think it's going to be a great thing for the economy in a whole for Denver, um, in terms of t tourism, I know that you know there are people out there like, oh, we don't want cannabis tourism, we don't want this, we don't want that. But look, you know, if your restaurants are full and your bars are full and your businesses are full and people are spending money in your stores locally and supporting your city and bringing revenue to hotels and businesses and whatever um, because of a plant, then you know, I don't know what your problem is. You know, like you know. Um, from what I heard and understand, the light rail project in, in, in Denver um, is being supported by the tax revenue from, from cannabis. Um, you know, that's a big project um, that's on the way. Um, jumping back to, you know, Washington State and Seattle Hempfest, that's going to be interesting, too. I have not been, you know, back to Washington State um, since it's become, you know, legalized there. Um, fully legalized, I should say. Um, so Hemp, Seattle Hempfest is going to be uh, also a, a I'm going to say a um, landmark 
one of a kind, once in a lifetime event, um, the first of its kind where it's actually legal um, in uh, the st Washington state. Um, and, you know, there's so many things that are going on at, at Hempfest. I think they said there's six stages, 120 bands playing. Um, they have great lineup for symposiums that's going to be there. Um, Cannabis Network Radio is going to be there, among other things. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward. And plus, Seattle's a cool city in general. I like the city. I like the culture. I like the music. Um, I like the lifestyle. It's, it's, you know, it's cool out there. Um, and... Uh, you know, one thing which 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 I saw in Colorado and I see in 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 uh, Washington State too. Now I ride my bike. I try to do it a few times a week. You know, fourteen miles, and I ride like a loop. And here in Florida, it's flat. You know, and I thought, oh yeah, I rode fourteen miles, man. I'm badass. You know, I see these guys like you know with fixed gear bicycles. You know, in like Seattle and like Denver that are like flying down the street. You know, where they got like mountains and hills and stuff, and they're doing like ain't no thing. Me, I'd be like dying by the time I got to like one block probably <laughs> you know i'd be like oh my god i need oxygen or something you know and and it's not because the air is thin it's because you know i'm probably not in as good shape as i thought i was you know because when you ride 14 miles in a circle that's flat you know it sounds good you know but nonetheless i, I definitely give kudos to all those bike messengers and bicycles bicyclists that i have seen um in colorado and washington state that just power their way through those streets and through those hills and whatnot and, and kudos to y'all i mean whatever and i'm actually bringing the whole thing up um, with bicycles because of delivery services now that is something that is absolutely wonderful um you know i know that you know plenty of states you have delivery service you know you call your pot guy and you got you know your butt but this is kind of like a little bit more you know you go into weed maps you know you put in your thing you find delivery service you put your hotel you're staying at in do 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 you know whatever the case is and you know 20 minutes later you got whatever you need delivered to your front doorstep and that's like just awesome and they got like it's like jimmy john's for pot you know like whatever um there is one thing that you know i i for anyone that wants to have an idea of what i'm talking about in regard to uh to like legal states and dispensaries so on and so forth um on your ipad iphone android device um go and download the weed maps app um even if you want to delete it afterwards download it and put in some place like Denver and um, just look at what pops up there when you put like the map search in or, or put in, you know, uh, Seattle and see what pops up on, on the map there. And you'll be like, whoa, you know, like literally it's like a million dots just like pop up on the map and it's like they're all over the place. Um, now, having said that, no two dispensaries. I've never walked into two dispensaries that are exactly the same. You have dispensaries that are like, I'm going to say, like, Upper West Side. And you have dispensaries that are like, not the Upper West Side. Um, like the Bronx. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's it's weird because you also see a quality variation within those dispensaries. There are certain dispensaries that are real high up on the strains that they have and the way their, you know, product is, is, uh, you know, grown and, and it's almost like going into a wine bar and it's like, you know, well, you have this and you have that and the, the nose and trichomes and terpenes and the, you know, CBDs and it's, everything's all like, you know, whole presentation and whatever. And then you go into other dispensaries like, yeah, what do you want? 
you know, and it's kind of like, all right, well, I'll just take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, 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 all right, good to go. Now, the idea of a delivery service is fantastic. You know, you can order pizza, you can order pot, and you can even order beer, you know, all to be delivered to your home, and it's a party in, like, you know, in a box for the most part, you know. And uh, it's one of those... Uh, Another one of those things that you're like, what? Delivery? Like, you don't really think about it. It's like, oh, yeah, just, you know, go ahead and dial this number and boom, 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 boom. And, like, you know, there you go. You know, Thursday night, I, like, you know, whoa, you know, it's too late for me to go out. I'm kind of tired from traveling. You know, whatever the case is, what am I going to do? I'm going to call up delivery service and I'm going to go ahead and have, you know, cannabis or extract <laughs> delivered to my hotel. <laughs> Why? Because I can. <laughs> That's kind of cool. I mean, I have to say, it's kind of cool. Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm here doing another show, like, you know, by myself with no guests just because, you know, things have been kind of up in the air with our uh, broadcast situation. And I always don't like the fact that I'm talking to myself, or it feels like I'm talking to myself, even though I know I'm talking to a whole bunch of people out there listening. And, uh, oh, I just got hit in the face by something that flew across the room, you know, whatever. And, uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, sometimes I'm at that point where it's like, oh, well, you know, what should I talk about? What should I do? What should I this? What should I that? So, I hear someone about to chime in here. Yes, Justin? No, I was just going to roll with you there. Just yeah. yes. Go for it, man. What you got? No, I was just say, if you said something, I was just going to chime in just to kind of give you something. Like Purple. You're, like you're talking to somebody. Purple. Blue. Yellow. The sun. The sun. Hot. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. You know, whatever. I'm sure your girlfriend thinks you're hot. You know, yeah. Whatever. So she stays with you, right? I doubt it, right? <laughs> She's with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for chiming in. Let me know if someone else is there. You know, it's kind of like, uh, <laughs> you know. We got Ed here, too. So. Is anybody out there? Is anybody listening? You know, there's no way to really tell. And it, sometimes I feel like I'm talking to the wall. But, you know, you never know. Well, you know, I have to say that, you know, as I said earlier, I'm kind of at this crossroads um, in my life personally, um, in my life business-wise, um, and absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm going to share. I'm actually going to go ahead and have what they call a, a, a radio meltdown. Why? Because you can, because this is I your can, show. Because I can, and it's my show. <laughs> I'm getting a countdown for something. All right, everyone needs to hold on for one minute. I'll be back in like ten seconds. <coughs> All right. You're right, there. <coughs> You're right <there>, Dave. <coughs> Just <coughs> ducky. all right i'm sorry for everyone for coughing in your ear i apologize that was um much needed so all right so here's so here's the scoop i have cannabis information network i have cannabis network radio i have the weed not greed tour which is still happening by the way um it is happening in summer 2014 um and it is being uh picked up by cannabis network radio and its sponsors um, so check out weednotgreed.com and we're going to actually be update, actually not weednotgreed.com, weednotgreed.org. 
um, and uh, or there's a link on Canet Radio too. We not greed. Um, we're doing that. Um, but here's the quandary. Um, here in the state of Florida, we're based at the state of Florida, and Florida's got so many things happening. Now, one thing which I have learned over the past three years of being a cannabis activist in this state is nobody plays nice together. And I hate to say that, but activists don't play nice together here in the state. Um, and, uh, you know, everyone kind of has their idea of what's going to work best. As or my opinion is, I think the power is lies within the people and not within politics. I think that if we can get you know, 20,000, 30,000 people to show up in Tallahassee and have a rally, that will go ahead and, you know, kind of make things known as opposed to a bill that got stuck in a desk that never got heard. But then again, that's my opinion, and people tell me otherwise. Um, then I think about, well, maybe I do better living in a different state where it's legal, where I can flourish, and I can go ahead and cultivate so many things and, and be within the realm of, of people that are like me, quote-unquote, and, you know, get support for the business, so on and so forth. But then I'm kind of torn here about, well, if I go ahead and pick up and leave Florida, then I'm kind of, I'm not really giving up per se, but I'm not on the front lines of a true battle here in a red state that Florida is fighting for something that I believe in. Now, having said that, I do one thing that is, me personally, that is that is not ideal. I involve my personal life and my business life and so on and so forth because, you know, as anyone knows, when crappy things happen in your life, it affects everything else in your life. So, <clears throat> you know, I guess timing for everything um, has its reasoning, so on and so forth. And, you know, again, as I say, I'm at a crossroads with, with so many different things and, you know, what is the best thing to do, you know, for me? Um, should I continue down this road of, of advocacy work and cannabis network radio and all these wonderful things, um, here in the state of Florida, or should I relocate to a state that is more accommodating to the cannabis world, you know, and, you know, if anyone has an opinion, you know, send me a message, send me an email. Um, let me know what you think. I kind of want to hear, uh, some insight from, people out there in uh, radio listener land. And, you know, one thing also that I, that I do have to say is that, you know, when you devote yourself to something and you give your everything to something and you put your heart into every single thing that you do and every step and every choice that you make, you think about how it's going to affect you, the people in your life. It sometimes is a really big burden, <laughs> you know, you got, you gotta, you know, cause it's not just me that, you know, is being affected. You know, I have family, I have children, I have, you know, my parents, I have a sister, you know, so on and so forth. And, you know, sometimes being an advocate does have its, you know, downsides, even though I believe in what I do. Um, and every now and again, you kind of, you're thinking to yourself, man, what did I get myself into, you know? And people are like, oh, well, you're in the pot business. You just, you know, you're probably just, you know, loving it and so on and so forth. And, you know, I do love what I do. I love being able to help people. I love being able to educate people. I love being able to speak to people. I love being able to talk to people. And, you know, at some point I, I am 100% certain that the two loves and two passions I have of mine are going to culminate into one beautiful uh, entity um, as a restaurant 
that has cannabis infused creations um, because cooking is a passion of mine. Although I have to say there are very select people I do cook for. I don't cook for just everybody. Now I can change that. Um, you know, by all means, but you know, realistically when I spend the time, effort, energy cooking, um, and preparing a meal and, and taking effort, sometimes it can take me 15 minutes and it can take me, you know, half a day to go ahead and, you know, prepare dinner just, you know, for, um, you know, for, uh, myself and, uh, you know, anyone who might be joining me. And a lot of effort goes into that. And, you know, just like anything else I do, I put a lot of effort into everything, you know, that, that I do. And I feel that there is a lot of growth potential uh, within the cannabis world. And, you know, advocacy work, I do love it. I like the, I like the challenge that comes along with it. Um, I like the, as I said earlier, ability, ability uh, to educate people. Um, I am not doing this, you know, to be like a rock star, to be, you know, in the limelight or spotlight um, by any means. I'm doing it because I believe in, in the plant and I believe um, in its properties and I believe what it stands for. And I believe that, you know, people should stop being discriminated against because they choose to use Mother Nature as opposed to GlaxoSmithKline or AstraZeneca or Bayer or Lily or any of those other wonderful pharmaceutical companies. Um, and that's kind of where, you know, that passion comes from of, of being able to educate people and say, Hey, you know what? You're taking a whole plethora of pills for no reason. You know, you can go ahead and uh, try some cannabis or have a cannabis cookie or, you know, whatever. And that can take care of your arthritis. That can take care of your back pain. That can take care of your migraine headaches. That can take care of your nausea. That can kill cancer cells. It can, you know, change your life. It can do so many things. Um, to benefit the people around you and to benefit, you know, everything, um, everything in a whole, you know, can save somebody's life. It can change a person's life. And I like the ability of the fact that I can change a person's life and let them see that, you know, there is a significant difference in the world <coughs> of um, cannabis use and non-cannabis use. And there is a right way and there's a wrong way, just like everything else. And, uh, you know, but when you're committed to something, I feel that, you know, you do what you got to do and be persistent on it. And I have been told in the past that I give up on things too easily and I'm a slacker and that I don't, I'm not motivated and there's no big aspirations or goals for me here, et cetera, et cetera. And I say to those people, well, you're wrong. Look at what I've built. I've built Cannabis Information Network. I built Cannabis Network Radio. Um, I did so far the Shades of Green Florida tour, and, you know, we'll probably end up doing that again, um, you know, as this whole signature drive and the whole momentum here in Florida um, gets underway. Um, definitely want to do another Shades of Green tour. Um, but I'm still, again, at that crossroads of will I be have access to more beneficial um, resources and advocacy information and whatever if I am in a legal state? Um you know, because <coughs> most of the stuff I do really is online and, you know, I can travel and, you know, realistically, I can be anywhere at any time that anyone needs me. Um, and, you know, when I'm invited to events, I try to go ahead and try my best to get there. Um, if I'm brought to an event, 
there's more chance of me being there <laughs> than if I have to pay for it myself. But nonetheless, I'm just kind of putting it out there to those of you listening that may want Cannabis Network Radio at your event or whatnot, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, life is challenging, <laughs> all in general. Um, you know, both, uh, and I've seen it here within my own personal life and, and those around me. I mean, you never know what tomorrow's gonna, you know, you know, what's gonna happen tomorrow. I mean, like, Ed, I hate to call you out, but, you know, you're a perfect example of how fast, you know, life can change. You know, you lost your stepdad and, you know, 12 hours later, you, you know, you had a beautiful baby girl, you know, and, and you know, the baby girl was expected, but the loss of your stepdad so quickly after the loss of your mom, you know, just shows that, you know, how fast things can change. You never know what tomorrow's going to bring in your world and how. Yeah, you definitely don't. It's crazy you know, like that. And, you know, when it affects a you know, person that's close to you, you know, and, and you see things like that happen, you know, it has a trickle effect, you know, and, and it makes me think about, you know, like, you know, man, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen, you know, the next day. So what do I have to do? I have to put my best foot forward, be the best person I can be, do the best I can do, love the people I love unconditionally and give my all to everything I do because, you know what, tomorrow I may not be here, you know. And, yeah, that's uh, the truth. And, uh, you know, it's it's sometimes overwhelming and it's sometimes whatever but you know over these past few weeks with everything going on you know it's really given me a chance to reflect on so many different things and you know honestly overall just you know situations as such i think make me into a stronger and better person because you just don't take things for granted you know it's like you see how precious certain things are in life and you know it's you know it's uh one of those things that, you know, when it hits home, it really gives you an opportunity to, to reflect on, you know, the important, you know, what's truly important as opposed to, you know, the, the aesthetics of, you know, so and so forth. And, right. you know, I, I know this has nothing to do with cannabis and I have to share this with you, Ed, and kind of like as a, you know, I didn't really know your mom and I didn't know your stepdad that well, but, you know, I attended your mom's funeral and, you know, I, you know, I heard your stepdad speak there. I know you were close with him and, you know, <clears throat> you always hear the terminology of, of, of a person dies of a broken heart, you know, yeah. whatever. And, and I know how much he loved your mom and, you know, to actually, I'm not going to say it's a good, and definitely not a positive thing, but to actually know somebody and that, that loved the person that much that they really couldn't go on after that loss is, is kind of one of those things that really, you know, makes you think about, the important things again in life oh, I know. So on and so forth and then the things that money don't buy yeah <laughs> absolutely and money doesn't buy you know the love the care the you know whatever and you know as as, as your stepdad said at your mom's funeral you know life wasn't always easy you know it was always mm -hmm. challenging and you know there's always ups and downs and there's always whatever but you know the end result is is that you have that pure true love that you know that is a bond that you know People don't. I think. I think people take for granted. For oh sure. yeah, people absolutely. take it for granted, and uh, that's one of those things that that's. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, I'm getting choked up. Literally, no, but not literally. It's but, easy yeah, in your day to day to take it for granted. Yeah, you know, 
and in a way, you know, as I say, everything happens for, you know, for a reason. And, you know, me being a part of, I guess, the small family we are here, you know, at, at Cannabis Network Radio and, and at Pod, you know, Podstream Live and all that jazz, you know, it really gave me a, a real opening, you mm-hmm. know, view to like, you know, really to take heart and to what's, what's truly important, you know, and, and to make every, every decision, everything you do count, um, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, and that's, uh, one of those drives. And then, you know, as you have a s- bittersweet loss, you know, you have a beautiful baby girl that comes. Oh, in, no, it's crazy. Too. It and, was, and it was, it was a difficult two weeks. It's still I mean, getting that, that was like getting better, but it it was really difficult. You want to talk about a remote emotional roller coaster? Yeah, absolutely. Because I was around a uh, family that were grieving, and yet, you know, when I got home, there's or back to the hospital, I should say, there it was, was like, like the happy a brand. Like yeah, whatever. it was hard to be in both places at like, the same time. You know, in kind of a way, it's it's almost ironic because you know, one, I'm not gonna say one really offset the other, but you know and and the whole thing with your stepdad and your mom it is bittersweet you know as where it was unexpected and and an early death of anyone is, right. is is not ideal but to know that two people that loved each other as much as you know your mom and stepdad right did well it's, it's, it's kind of like a one chapter closes another one complete opens. circle yeah. you know yeah. a complete circle closes and then one opens, opens up again and a whole new it, life starts yeah it's, yeah it's crazy yeah Wow, the things we talk about when we're stoned. <clears throat> All right, so uh, I'm going to try to go ahead and, uh, you know, uh, pop this up a little bit. Um, Thursday night, um, I'm not sure who we have lined up as a guest off the head if we have anyone lined up. But I will have a guest on the show, I promise. Stay tuned um, on Facebook and stay tuned on our website, cannetradio.com, facebook.com forward slash cannetradio. Um, and... Uh, Check us out, see what's going on, listen to our uh, past episodes, download, uh, subscribe to our podcast, download our podcasts, um, rate our podcasts. Um, we cannot go ahead and make it without all of your support, and I thank everyone out there for listening to me babble tonight about all kinds of stuff, um, cannabis and non-cannabis related, and having a, a moment of personal uh, inter-reflection on, on my own life and you know, things like that. And, uh, you know, I have a dream that, uh, one day we're all going to go ahead and be able to, uh, live in harmony with this plant and not be discriminated against for choosing mother nature. And, uh, I hope all of you have the same dreams as well and hope everyone has a good night and we'll talk to you on Thursday. This is David Kowalski signing off with Cannabis Network Radio.